This is the Impact Report. I'm your host, Katie Elman. The Impact Report brings together students and faculty in Bard College's MBA in Sustainability program with leaders in business, sustainability, finance, social entrepreneurship, and more. These conversations go live the first and third Friday of each month. This week, I'm speaking with Ifan Zhang. CEO and co-founder of Loftium. Uh, let's just start at the beginning. What is Loftium and what inspired you to start this business? Definitely. Loftium um, is known for our product, Host to Own. Um, what we do is we actually help prospective homeowners um, get into a single family home that they love, will buy the home on their behalf, and we turn part of the house into a short-term rental, like an Airbnb style guest suite, so that they can split in the income to save up a down payment and become a homeowner within three years. Now, this sounds actually like a dream come true for a lot of people, the pandemic found, they wanted to own homes. There was a, a huge buying frenzy for homes across the country and um, at prices that people had never seen before. So I'm wondering, the company was founded in 2017. How has it taken off in the last two years? And has the, imp- the impact of the pandemic benefited or maybe made things more difficult? How has that played out? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we at Loftium, we've seen uh, a lot of things <laughs> change over the last couple of years. I think as everyone um, being in both hospitality with a short-term rental side, housing um, in single family. Um, so, you know, I think from the Loftium perspective, we actually started out with a down payment product. Um, so it was a little bit different at the beginning um, and it has transformed into this host to own program that's much more, um, you know, Uh, run by Loftium. So we're able to kind of control the experience for our consumers more. Um, Customers come to us. um, We help show them homes that can be great Loftium homes. They choose the home and we'll buy it on their behalf. So the transformation has been more um, us taking ownership over more parts of the experience um, so that we can create a better experience for the consumers. Um, But yes, the last couple of years, we've seen so much change. Um, You know, on one end, the single family housing market has just vastly been transformed during and after COVID. Um, I think remote work, just like you and I are are demonstrating, um, I think that's something that's been persistent and that's led to a lot more people valuing single family homes. Um, It's interesting actually pre-COVID, single family homes and rentals in the real estate space was considered kind of this um, very odd niche, right? Specialized type of segment. Um, And now it's um, an area that everyone's paying attention to. So I think that was really a big transformation during COVID. Um, and we've seen a lot of institutional capital being poured into the single family space, which um, I think also contributes to, to some of the, um, you know, the challenges um, in this space. And I 
what we wanted to do at Loftium was to tap into that interest of this institutional capital, but to do it in a way that really gave residents a path to home ownership um, and a more affordable, um, you know, financially savvy one that actually creates income as a part of your house. Um, to help you save a down payment and one that you own long term, right? After you buy the home back from Lafayette, um, you'll be able to keep that short term rental income stream and help offset your mortgage expenses, which is more important than ever. Um, so that's, you know, another change, right? Mortgage rates have increased a lot recently. Um, and we've seen just a huge influx of demand for host to own because of that. It's fascinating, actually, and it seems like this may be the one chance for a large, possibly a large sector of the population to actually own a home um, in a lot of especially expensive markets. Um, and thank you for flagging that. I mean, it's my words, not yours, the speculation of single family homes in um, certain regions, like there's talk about in Florida, how um, firms are buying up single family homes and then individuals can't buy them, but they can rent them from these firms. Um, yes. So it's really, um, it can be very discouraging um, for people that want to own property or even whatever the so-called starter home. Definitely. And I think there's a narrative around, um, you know, people want flexibility and rental gives you that flexibility. Um, and I'm sure there's there's a segment of the population that really does want to rent um, and have that flexibility. But what we see is there's a, a pretty vast group of people that do want um, the dream of owning their own home and all the financial benefits that come with that um, appreciation, right, tax benefits, um, and also I think uh, the ability to really stay in a place longer term, contribute to the community. Um, you know, we know that a lot of people do at some point in their lives do want to have a little bit more of that stability and, and those benefits. So uh, Loftium is trying to offer that component of home ownership. Yeah, it's really exciting. Now, you know, can you talk us through the process? And to add to that, what is the difference between there? It seems like there's two options on the platform. There's host to own and rent to own. So if you could talk us through the entire process and, um, you know, what is the difference between those two options? Definitely, yeah. And actually, the two options are host to own and uh, a loftium lease. Um, so they are different. Um, so host to own is our home ownership product. Um, it's the product where you can come to us, we'll give you a home budget. Um, you tell us which home you would like to, to live in, and we'll buy it on your behalf. Um, you have a three year lease with hosting. Um, uh, shares, you keep 60% of the hosting income to help save up your down payment and be able to buy that home um, within three years. So that's the home ownership path. Um, we also have homes that Loftium uh, does not own. Um, so these are homes owned by single family landlords um, and we're able to offer a rent discount on those homes. This is a Loftium lease program. Um, if you, uh, you know, want to host part of the home um, with a short-term rental. So this is the, the product that uh, maybe appeals to people who aren't quite ready to commit to a single home um, or want that longer term right path to home ownership, but do want to benefit from short-term rental hosting, get some experience and get discounted rent. And what cities are you operating in currently? 
Yeah, we're across 10 different cities. So we're um, in uh, cities like Seattle, Denver, Portland, San Diego, Chicago, Atlanta, um, uh, Phoenix, um, we're in Dallas, we're in Orlando, uh, Charlotte. So yeah, a lot of markets and um, we have plans to open more markets as well um, over the next 12 months. We're uh, definitely looking at expanding. Um, so host to own, um, initially started in just two markets in Denver and Portland, um, but we are looking to expand that as well across our current markets and new ones. Is New York City too much of a tough market to enter? Yeah, <laughs> New York, uh, I think is its own real estate beast. <laughs> I think yeah. New York and San Francisco are uh, the very you know oddball, very different um, housing markets in this country. Um, so we probably won't be there uh, anytime soon. Um, but we have looked at a lot of you know other similar markets um, or nearby markets, even in the New York metro area. We've looked at New Jersey. We've looked at kind of um, upstate. So uh, going to get close, but <laughs> probably New York City will be difficult. Yeah, at least for, I mean, maybe forever, but, you know, holding out hope that that could happen. I know there are a lot of people here that would jump on this. Um, Definitely. So can you talk a little bit about um, your business structure? You know, how did you become a partner with Airbnb? Um, just a little bit about the inspiration beside, but like behind um, your business model of rent to own and how that has evolved from the beginning. Definitely. Um, so Loftium came about actually from my own personal experience. Um, I spent some time traveling and, and living in different cities in the U.S., um, staying with Airbnb hosts, actually just uh, typically room shares or these private guest suites in a part of someone's house um, and had all these really interesting conversations with the hosts. Um, so one thing I realized is um, a lot of landlords in the U.S. don't actually formally allow renters to, to become Airbnb hosts. Um, so the very people who need access to that hosting income are usually not allowed to tap into that hosting income. So you have to be a homeowner before you can be a host, which is a little counterintuitive because if you have a home already, you're probably you know, doing okay and um, might not need that income quite as much. Um, so I, I realized that because I was uh, sometimes you know, scrambling under bushes to get the key <laughs> to an Airbnb um, and, you know, not being allowed to say that I'm an Airbnb guest um, if I'm staying with folks. And, um, you know, I realized that the hosts were doing this for various kind of financial um, purposes, like, you know, trying to save up a down payment to buy a home or, um, you know, trying to, to pay off loans. Um, so these are, are really important financial goals. And I just thought it was a shame that um, as a renter, you really didn't have access to this hosting income um, officially. Um, and I was also inspired um, once I came up to Seattle, where I'm based now, um, I bought my first, uh, my home and um, I actually became a host myself. So I turned my first floor bedroom and bathroom um, into a full-time guest suite um, and got a little bit obsessed with um, kind of, you know, 
making it great, optimizing uh, the space and the revenue, and um, also trying to see how much of um, the process and the manual work I could automate. Um, so putting in place certain things like auto messages um, to help you know, automatically let guests know about certain things around the house. Um, and I, I just realized that this is a really amazing um, kind of uh, yeah, like high leverage use of your time because you can really take that value of that real estate and let it generate income for you um, and kind of add your time on top of that versus some other side hustles like, um, you know, Uber or some of the other gigs. Um, really, you're just using your time. So you're not really able to get as much value out of that. Um, so yeah, personally, I just saw a lot of value in terms of tapping into Airbnb income to help solve some of this housing affordability challenge that um, I saw across the country and, and in Seattle, especially over the last couple of years. Um, and Loftium's history, you know, has uh, definitely, we've gone through a lot of changes. Um, like I mentioned, we started in the down payment space. Um, we've always had this, this mission um, of using hosting income to create more affordable housing options um, and specifically tapping into single family homes is kind of that, um, you know, the most expensive um, type of home, um, but also one that a lot of um, people want access to. Um, but uh, we did change right the way that we think about this product and how do we allow people to get access. Um, the initial down payment program um, definitely was helpful for folks in Seattle, but it was really hard to scale across the country um, because we actually had to uh, pilot it with Fannie Mae and there was a lot of um, you know regulations in place around down payment and also coordination that was necessary to kind of fit our down payment into the broader ecosystem of home buying, um, especially in these competitive markets. Um, so, you know, it, it's been kind of this gradual transformation into us um, taking more ownership over that customer experience, um, expanding into kind of uh, working with landlords to create this discounted rent ability um, for the Lothian lease program, and then finally closing the loop and owning the home ourselves um, to allow our residents to finally be able to complete that home ownership journey um, in the home, save up a, a down payment and buy the home from us outright. Fascinating. And how many rent or how many clients have completed that journey from the initial to buying? Is there, go ahead. Sorry. So um, host to own is still relatively new. So we actually only um, started purchasing homes with host to own this year. Um, it. So it's a, a three-year lease. And um, for most of our residents, it'll take two to three years to get to that um, down payment um, goal that, that we set together. So uh, we haven't gotten there quite yet, um, but I know that our residents are very serious about buying. Um, they're on track in terms of their savings. So we're really excited uh, to get there. Um, with our Lofty and Lease program, actually, uh, we have helped over a thousand residents save on their rent, get discounted rent through hosting. Um, and actually, we have a lot of success stories there of folks who have um, been able to save up a down payment through the rent discounts and then be able to, to buy a different home on their own. Um, so that was a, a little bit of an inspiration also that led into the, the complete host to own product. That's great news. Now, um, just, I mean, a lot of people have aha moments that they are doing something like this could be done better, you know, but then they don't do anything. 
but you have a history of um, starting businesses. Um, you're, you know, a seemingly serial entrepreneur. Um, can you talk us through some of your other um, businesses that you started besides Loftium and how you um, how you define yourself as an entrepreneur? Definitely. Yeah, it's um, definitely not a uh, kind of serial entrepreneur was not the path that I expected myself to set out on. And um, it's just funny kind of looking back on it. Um, so I uh, started out, um, I actually went to Harvard undergrad. Um, and while I was a student there, um, I uh, started my first a pseudo startup. It was a nonprofit startup um, and actually uh, kind of collected um, donations of clothing to um, you know, sell online so that the proceeds would go to, to help various charities locally. Um, and I started a Harvard um, kind of version of it and we actually spread it over to, to 10 plus schools. Um, so that was my first introduction into startups. Um, and actually before um, going to Harvard, I went to public high school in Indiana and um, you know, came from an immigrant family, actually came to the US when I was seven. Um, so really did not have exposure to this idea that a person could be an entrepreneur and just start a company. I thought companies just existed and you know someone like me would not be able to just go out and start something. Um, but it was really eye-opening to, to be at Harvard and kind of fall in with this group of um, friends who are, you know, many of them now are entrepreneurs or um, you know venture capitalists and kind of get exposed to this concept that hey, all these companies out there actually they were started by someone and you can be that person and if you have an idea you can gather resources and people and rally um you know folks around you to get it off the ground um so that was you know my first foray um I also, uh, after graduation, um, started uh, one of the top fitness mobile apps back in the like, 2012 era. Um, it was the mobile app that charged you for not exercising and paid you if you did. Uh, so tapping into uh, behavioral economics and incentives to motivate people to stick to weekly commitments to work out and eat healthy. Um, I think for me, all of my companies have kind of had this lens of um, you know, seeing a problem that is uh, pretty pervasive and um, trying to create a solution that aligns incentives and creates an opportunity for people to, to really be the best version of themselves, right? And accomplish the goals that they set out for themselves. Um, and yeah, for me, uh, I'm probably, you know, I think there's there's so many veins of entrepreneurship and what it means to be a founder, especially as a startup CEO. Um, but for me, probably the most important thing is, um, can I actually solve a real problem here? And can I do it in a way that, um, you know, hopefully can impact a lot of people if it works um, and become something more standard um, that's available? Very true. I mean, just seeing a problem, trying to fix it, um, besides starting a not-for-profit, which has its own other business structure and challenges, um, it's really exciting and impressive that you've been doing this for as long as you have. Um, can you talk a little bit about the fundraising and how you were able um, to get um, Norwest and a threshold um, to support Loftium? 
Definitely. Um, so at this point, uh, I have started two venture-backed companies. So, um, you know, I think uh, have gone through multiple rounds of um, VC funding. Um, and I think for me, you know, it's it's interesting. I think there's a, a lot of components of um, VC fundraising. Um, there's definitely the idea itself, but I think the surprising thing probably to a lot of people is the idea, especially in the early stages, probably matters um, a lot less than some other things like um, the team, right? The founder um, themselves, um, as well as the space that you're in and, and kind of the, the vision that you have. Um, because I think a lot of VCs know that um, in the early stages, right, you might have an inkling of an idea, but the best founders actually continue to iterate, listen to customers, right, get feedback, um, and try to constantly improve that product until they hit upon um, the exact right solution. Um, so for me, it's really about having, um, you know, that, that vision of, um, you know, solving housing affordability with a very specific mechanism of creating income from a part of the house, um, but the specific product really did take us time um, to iterate, like I mentioned, from the down payment to lease. And finally, the host to own product is really, I think, the culmination of all that learning. So based on your current experience with Loftium and your past um, experience, what would what is some basic advice you would give to someone looking to start their own business? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, there's so many bits of advice <laughs> I'm trying to, to boil it down to um, the, the best ones or most important ones. Um, you know, I think, I think a lot of people see problems and do have interesting ideas. Um, and maybe like the first one is um, just get started. I think a lot of people sit and analyze and do research and, you know, are kind of afraid to, to put ideas out there, um, whether because they're afraid, you know, someone will steal the idea or, you know, afraid of judgment because the idea isn't good enough yet. It's not polished enough. Yeah, I think that the first thing is just to get started and put it out there and put yourself out there. Um, the more that you do that, I think the more feedback you will get and the more refinement you'll get um, in the actual company and, and product. Um, and I also think, you know, on the flip side, I think there's people that want to be a startup founder because um, you know, it's seen as a really exciting right, thing to do. Um, but some people might want to just be a founder without actually having a problem that they're passionate about or an idea that they're passionate about. Um, and I would definitely <laughs> caution those folks um, because it's a, a hard journey. I think being a founder, you know, it, it takes um, often many years for you to actually build something um, meaningful. And there's a lot of ups and downs. And I think, um, you know, the ups are great, but um, the downs are where you're pretty tested as a founder. And if you're not truly passionate about your space or your idea, um, it's very easy to give up during those times because as a founder, you'll have to rally everyone around you, investors, team, right? Your early customers to get them to believe in something that's never existed before. Um, and that's hard. And if you don't truly believe in that, um, you know, uh, there's a lot easier ways to, to spend your time. Um, so yeah, both of those pieces of advice. Now, are you willing to share one of the down 
time and how you got through it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I alluded to this. I mean, um, you know, COVID was a very difficult time um, for Loftium as a hospitality company. Um, we, you know, saw travel income decline by 90% across all 10 of our markets within a week, um, which you know, that is just something that's unprecedented, right? We modeled a lot of different scenarios, never expected that to happen. Um, and it, it's a once in a century type of event. Um, so I think it was extremely challenging. Um, we did um, at that time, right, have to make some really hard decisions, including, um, you know, letting some members of the team um, go in, in the form of a layoff. Um, and I think, you know, I'm really proud of the way that the team really got together and navigated that um, time in Lofting's history. Um, so, you know, being able to, to actually prioritize our North Star, which was at the time, just let's keep people in homes at the rate, the rent rate that they signed up for, that's our North Star, even though travel income has declined by 90% <laughs> overnight. Um, it, it was a really tall order, but um, I think having that really crystal clear mission um, and reason why the team was all there helped us get through that difficult time and actually make that happen, honor our commitments to renters um, and, you know, uh, figure out, right, novel kind of changes on the hosting side to keep things safe, but also to, to tap into as much income as possible so that we can keep the rents um, discounted and as low as possible for renters. Yeah, that's a huge lesson that I know um, a lot of companies couldn't weather that period. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Definitely. Um, yeah, it was a hard period for a lot of companies. And, you know, there's you know, no blame during that time. Honestly, no one knew what was happening and we're all just doing our best. Um, but um, I think I am really proud of how we responded, right? Um, given that um, it was such such a direct right, impact on, on hospitality in general. Yeah. It's a hard time for everybody. Um, so congratulations for weathering that. Um, what do you see as the growth for Luostium um, in the next few years? Yeah, definitely. Um, we are putting a lot into host to own. Um, so we were super excited to see just the, um, yeah, the customer um, resonance with host to own. And especially today with home prices still very much elevated post COVID and now mortgage rates, you know, above 6%. Um, housing affordability, I think, has been an issue for a while, but it's really gotten to that point where um, people really need an alternative solution. Um, if you think about um, a lot of cities today, right, um, in order to even have a 3% or 5% down payment, you need thirty dollars to $50,000 of cash savings, that's that's a huge ask for people um, who might have student loans or other you know, obligations um, in terms of payments. And then you think about the monthly payments on even like a $500,000 house, like it's astronomical. Um, so 
yeah, it's it's a huge challenge. Um, and our focus is to, to try to bring host to own to as many cities as possible um, and really make this product available. Um, and, you know, host to own does require work. You do have to right, host that space in order to build up that income stream and save up the down payment. So we want to be really transparent about that. Um, but you know, that work is towards building an income stream in your home um, and being able to own that long-term has so many downstream um, implications. Um, so yeah, I'm a, a huge believer in home ownership. Um, I think it's helped me personally. I, I've seen how much it's impacted my family having you know, immigrated to the US and, and saved a long time to own our first home. Um, and then me and my husband in Seattle, you know, owning our home. Um, and we just want to make sure that path is still open, um, even in this world where um, it's increasingly unaffordable. Um, there is, you know, increasingly more institutional capital in the, the space. Um, we just want to create a path that um, is, you know, allows as many people to walk through it as possible for homeownership. That is the ultimate uh example of paying it forward, I think. Um, and again, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and hear about this. And, but yeah, thank you for identifying this problem that so many of us experience and actually doing something to change it and make it better. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and I'll just make the plug, you know, um, we have a lot of Lafayette homes out there. So if you're looking for actually a, a great affordable stay with a local host who um, can probably give you some tips of <laughs> places to eat, um, you know, we're in all these markets and um, that stay really helps your hosts be able to have that path to homeownership. So um, that's the exciting part about Lafayette. We appreciate our loyal Impact Report listeners and hope you can help us spread the word about the series and the important sustainability work of our guests. Please rate and review the Impact Report wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you were inspired by this conversation, share a screenshot on Instagram and tag Impact Report Podcast. Learn more about Loftium by visiting them at loftium.com and by following them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And be sure to head to greenbiz.com or impactentrepreneur.com to read a recap of our conversation. Join us for the next episode of the Impact Report on Friday, October 28th. We'll be speaking with Roger Basin of Atlantic Ocean Aquaculture. Interested in learning how you can launch a high-impact, purpose-driven career in sustainability? Check out the resources page from the Bard Graduate Programs in Sustainability for access to free resources to jumpstart your career. Hear from leaders in the fields of climate change, consulting, impact finance, circular economy, and more about how they launch their careers and the tips they have for you to join their industries. Visit gps.bard.edu resources today.